0: It's Travis Rogers, Alan Sliwa.
1: Day has the same person dropped off food at your house twice in one day. Um, That's I don't. A great know. question,
0: Travis and Sliwa on seven hundred and ten ESPN.
1: Yeah. All right, Slee. So, look, I can I can I just jump right in? Can I tell you something real quick? Let's get it. What do you got? I'm looking at SportsCenter you- right now. Mm -hmm. And they're showing a bunch of uh, NFL training camps that are open right now. I've seen So far I've seen the Packers, I've seen the Bears, and most recently the 49ers. And Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance are out there. And they're wearing a helmet and just their jersey, no shoulder pads. And all I'm seeing is me. I look exactly like that. When we were out at SoFi the other day and I had the helmet on and I didn't have any shoulder pads or anything, I felt like I looked kind of weird. But now that I'm seeing all
0: these guys do it, I, I look just like an NFL quarterback. I believe that in my heart. I think there's probably a lot of people around SoFi that were working on different parts. There was a lot of people down on the field that I thought were all for us when we were going to do our thing, but that wasn't the case. Um, I think a lot of them probably thought, hey, there's a, there's a current athlete right there. There's a current <laughs> athlete. That's I don't know who it is. I don't know which side of the ball he plays, but that's 100% somebody personnel for the Rams.
1: Yeah, no, that that I think they're getting their first look at Matthew. Is that Matthew Stafford? I think that's Matthew Stafford. It yeah, may, may, maybe not. Maybe uh, you know, maybe that's um, Andrew Whitworth. I'm not quite sure, but I, I I just feel a lot better about myself in that helmet a couple of days ago, seeing the real players in their helmets. I feel like I
0: look exactly the same, so that's good. Um, well, when I was down there, um, you know, I, I think easily if people are looking at me, just they're behind me or whatever, so they're just seeing a certain angle and they're probably like, is that Vinatieri. I think what they're. I think that's the. Is team that Justin lawyer. Tucker? I think that's the accountant. I think. I, I think that's
1: the. Maybe that's the assistant to the trainer. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the PA guy. I don't. I just. I don't know. I just don't know if they're thinking that you are the the player. You're, you're the. Brain that, has to be the that has to be Janikowski. That has to be Janikowski. You'd have to put on about seventy five pounds to be Janikowski. <laughs> that's uh, that's probably not going to happen. I uh, can okay. You ready for this? Because yeah. I, I I think. This is going to be something that may blow up in my face, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with what Cody Bellinger did last night. I, I'm not okay with the terrible throw. Mm-hmm. That, that that we'll get to in a second. Travis and Sleeze brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Here's what I mean by this. Let, okay. Let's walk through this very quickly. We know the Dodgers lost the game 2-1, to one, and we know they lost the game because Cody Bellinger made what was probably one of the worst throws of the season. Yeah. That From first base, attempting to throw to third base to get Buster Posey out, he airmails the throw, and it hit about halfway up the protective netting. Yeah. It would have been in the concourse had the net not been there. It was It was that bad. It was terrible. But I'm okay with it, and here's why. This is a guy that was an MVP two years ago. Mm-hmm. that was at the top of this sport, that was the best player in the league, that since then, and really even towards the tail end of that season and in the postseason, really started to cool off. And then you go in the last season's COVID season, only 60 games, only a couple months, but he wasn't very good. Hit a couple of home runs in the postseason, made a great catch in the postseason, kind of made you forget about that. But the fact of the matter is not swinging the bat well at all. We've gone through almost this entire season. He's batting a buck 50. His, his batting average is 70 points lower than Julio Urias's. Okay, let me, let me say that again. Cody Bellinger's Jesus. batting average is 70 points lower than Julio Urias's. Okay, 70, not seven, 70. Okay, nothing is going right for this guy. They decided to put him at first base last night. First game he's played at first base all year. He's a good first baseman, so that's not, they're, they're protecting the hamstring. This guy made a heads-up play. That play where they had a runner at first base, right, ground ball to Max Muncy who's in the shift, so he's in a weird spot. He can't turn an easy double play. He goes to tag the runner coming his way. Runner stops and starts backing up. What you do Mm -hmm. in that is you throw to first base real quick, and then you get the other guy in a rundown. They did it exactly right. Cody Bellinger being heads-up, looks at this, pump fakes the throw. Posey bites. Posey goes towards home plate. Bellinger turns to throw him out, Mm -hmm. and he air mails it. The reason I like it, it was a terrible throw and it cost the Dodgers the game, but it literally he was plugged in, he was present, he was in the moment, he was competing, his baseball IQ was still at a very high level on how to cut down that run, despite Everything going wrong for this guy in this season. Mm -hmm. He was there in that moment and competing at a high level. It was a terrible throw. It cost him the game, but I'm okay with it because it was a mistake of aggression. It was a mistake of trying to make a big play.
0: It wasn't lazy. It wasn't soft. I can live with what happened last night. It's funny because the way I looked at it, um, I, I thought it was an unnecessary risk. I thought I, I see what you're saying. Yes, you want to be aggressive. You're playing the Giants. You're on the road. This is a big game. But I, I think because of some of those circumstances as well, um, and I know Trinan had, had walked two guys, so you're, you're mm-hmm. kind of in a you're going to have uh, a runner at a, at third with just one out. I, you're trying to make the aggressive play, but I, I thought it was overly aggressive. I thought it was too risky. I thought it was a you know a gamble. And by the way, if that throw was on the money, he's out. Probably get Posey, right? I, yeah. and, and I and even I under-
1: Posey said, as Posey's like, "Yeah, it would have been close, which means I was a dead duck.
0: He would have had me by a mile." I I think part of me, and I see what you're saying, that because it's and the conversation we're having here is because it's Bellinger and everything that's kind of gone along with Bellinger. And by the way, you know, after that play happens and they lose two to one, and the only really scene you take from that game is Bellinger looking up. Right. And just kind of shell shocked of what just happened. It's like, yeah. really, of course, it's Bellinger. Like Bellinger's got to be involved in this play out of all the plays on the Dodgers. The guy that's probably, you know, Scuffling, he needs man. this the least. <laughs> He's yeah. the last guy that you want to have in this particular situation where it's even more of a mental thing. I, I thought it was a. I thought it was a risky play. I know what you're talking about, but you you can look at it two ways. Because of the circumstances, you could say you got to be aggressive. You're on the road. You're playing the, the Giants. You got a chance to you know steal a game of this three game set. And I think you also look at it the other end. If you don't make a perfect throw um it's a risky risky play it eventually cost them the game and that was a difference
1: look it, it cost them the game there's no argument otherwise it absolutely cost them the game but i liked it because th- think think about the amazing lift the dodgers would have had had he thrown a strike right there mm-hmm. you're talking about a guy who came out of center field is having the worst year of his life and all of a sudden he this is what we talked about last year right Despite the fact that he wasn't hitting, he robs Fernando Tatis of a home run. And the place is going bananas. And the Dodgers are just hyped. They're just feeling it. That would have been – not exactly that, but it would have been similar to that. That, hey, look, I get that I don't hit as well as our pitcher tonight. I understand that. But I just found a way for us to stay in this game that I I really – took a a step up on Cody Bellinger. Al, you're you're not wrong. It was risky. It was really risky, but I love that he went for it because when you're in that situation and you're – Just scuffling. You can't get a thing right. It's really easy to say, I ain't bleeping this up. I'm going to step on the bag here. I'm going to make the throw to second base. I'm going to let that guy stay at third. We're going to get this done. We'll come up. I'm not going to be there. I love that he went for it. It, 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 the, The result was disastrous, but I think it speaks to the fact that there's hope that he's going to turn the corner because he's not sulking. He's not hanging his head. He's not, Mm -hmm. oh, woe is me. He's not nothing's going my way. He's still trying to make plays. And I really took kind of a mark. He needs to hit. He can't hit buck fifty the rest of the year. He's got to get going. I'm I'm not saying that this buys him. This is a guy that was the MVP two years ago that we're talking about putting on the bench. It would have been really easy to kind of crater. And I give him credit for trying to make a big play. And I give him credit because here's the other thing I haven't mentioned yet. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason that throw might have been a little lousy or – not a little lousy terrible muncie 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 kind of cuts right in front of him at the last second and that could be one of those oh blank i'm gonna ear hole this guy yeah you know once you've started you can't really stop right the the, the question is are am i gonna fire it into the dirt or am i gonna fire it you know eight rows into the stands and he chose the other because muncie flashed right in front of him i'm not he didn't say that but again i think it's a good sign for him that he didn't kind of one of his teammates
0: it's an interesting it's an interesting angle to take because i i would be surprised if dodger fan if there's a lot of people who feel the same way you do and i I think it's an interesting it's a unique perspective because i didn't think of it that way the way i thought of it was is bellinger really in the mix of this like is bellinger finding (laughs) a way is is, is bellinger (laughs) find a way to be a part of this play That cost them the game, and we've already talked about it. I I think even on Monday and Tuesday, there were a couple different times you brought up Bellinger's name, but you're not bringing up Bellinger's name because of how great he's been. Uh, You're bringing it up because of his struggles. Um, I I, I understand what you're referring to, but I'd be surprised if Dodger fans feel better about Bellinger based off of that. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that you feel great about where he is right now. What I'm
1: saying is it, it was an insight as far as I see it. Yep. It's an insight into his state of mind. Because look, look, we've all had good days and bad days, right? We've all had good months and bad months, good mm-hmm. years and bad years. And when you're feeling it and you're feeling pretty good, yeah, shoot, I'll take a chance. Yeah, let's do sure. that. And, sure. and, and yeah, let's give it a shot. And and st- stuff just going your way. And when stuff isn't, and no, I don't want to do that man, you know every time I step every time I stand up, I twist my ankle every time I cross the street, I get hit by a car i I'm not doing that i'm going to sit right here and just wait for this to go away. I like that he's still out there firing i I'm not telling you that he's going to turn around tomorrow and or tonight and hit three home runs. I'm telling you that for
0: at least one night you got a little peek into his mind, and I felt pretty good about it. You know it's funny when you say that you know it's it's here's somebody that thought you know let me take a little gamble here. I feel like it's okay to do that when things are going well. And I, I know what you're referring to. He made that throw as if he's he's killing it right now. He made that throw as if he's batting three fifty. He's got thirty overs. He's been unstoppable. The guy made the throw as if, you know, he has all the confidence in the world. And I, I get I get the angle that you're trying to take there, but for me I'm like uh Bellinger, why'd you just throw the ball back to Trinan and, and, and see what you could do with one out and guys in a, in, in scoring <laughs> position.
1: This was Steph Curry who's gone 0 for fifty on his three point attempts and saying screw it, I'm shooting another one. I'm shooting another one. I'm good at this. Eventually one of these is gonna go down and it was an airport. No, it was it was Dennis Schroeder thinking he's <laughs> Steph Curry for a quick second. There's a little bit of that. Oh, it was not good. All right, so we got a lot more. We got Bueller tonight, and here's the biggest question. Yeah. How do you feel about the Dodgers if they wind up in that wild card? Does it change the way you think about the World Series? We'll get some calls on that, 877-710-ESPN. That's all coming up on Travis and Slee, 710-ESPN. But here's your chance to win some tickets to see two-time Grammy-nominated Blues Rock Titan Joe Bonamassa, hailed as one of the greatest guitar players of all time. He's performing live in concert this Sunday at the Greek Theater. Again, that is this Sunday, the 1st of August. Here's what you do. You call 877-710-ESPN. We're going to tell you when to call. You listen. You got a chance to win yesterday. You didn't get it. You got a chance to do it today. Plus, we're going to give you a second chance to do it in the second hour as well. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Back with more Dodgers. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.
2: playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely
1: gonna be out at uh, rams training camp myself on saturday afternoon salim me and uh, kirk are gonna go out there we're gonna do a show on saturday starting at four o'clock four to seven so uh i cannot wait for football season to start i, I was you gonna know say you starting baseball.
0: to feel it you starting to feel it right now Absolutely. is it, it yeah yeah. You
1: know how much I love baseball, right? It's it's number one on my list, but the NFL is just its own thing. It, there's there's nothing quite like getting
0: a chance to be around NFL football, watching. If it can't get here fast enough. Well, same thing here. You know, you sit, I, I can talk NBA for. 24 hours a day but something about the nfl having that thursday night game knowing when you're coming into a weekend we're talking about all these different matchups having sunday be there and then that's all it. the you know it, the, the prime time on on the highlights at the end of the day and then monday you circle back monday yeah yeah pretty
1: well, good that's it right think, think about it like this like the dodgers giants game tonight is a really big deal yep. it's a really big deal and we're gonna watch it and it's gonna be important but when they go to arizona on friday it's like yeah who cares you know, I mean, there's just there's so many. Eh, who cares? In the NFL, those just don't exist. All right, it's time for some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, and here's the straightest talk I can give you. What the hell did the Giants have on last night? What? Why? Why did they wear the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniforms from
0: 1983? Why? Why were? Why was that their uniform of choice last night? Those things are awful. Why are we getting to? I, I feel like, and I'm I'm not this guy. I, I've said this to you before. I'm not big on, you know, you hated the All-Star Game jerseys like yes. most people did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, "Hey, it's okay, it is what it is, not that big of a deal. I just don't see the tie with the Giants. That's the problem. It's like I, I don't see anything. The Giants, those jerseys didn't give you any inclination that it was the Giants. Well, look,
1: Emily said this during our, our pre-show meeting. It's a perfect point. If you can't turn on the TV and know who's playing right away, your uniform yeah. sucks. OK, if I don't know exactly like Dodgers playing the Reds, right? Are they, playing? They're, they're, are they playing the uh, Springfield isotopes? Like what what team is that? What, what team has creamsicle orange as their cover? And I know oh, they're going for the Golden Gate Bridge color. Well, first of all, the Golden Gate Bridge is more red. That's orange. That the Golden Gate Bridge is in orange. It's kind of red orange. It doesn't. It here's what it is. It's not that color. And the numbers on the back kind of fading into a, a blur at the bottom. This isn't the XFL. Can we just put on the giant uniforms and keep it moving? Do we really have to overthink this
0: Let every me tell you couple something. of weeks? Let me tell you something. Here's the reality, you and me. That's our take on it. I guarantee you there's there's Giants fans buying that jersey. Maybe it's kind of catering more towards a younger audience. This kind of happens with Lakers as well. Lakers will have their different uh, – they, they wear the Sunday whites. I, I As much as you and I – and I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I don't disagree with anything. It's another revenue stream. It's another opportunity for them to obviously make some money. And I guarantee you they have a younger generation that's buying these jerseys.
2: Look. As the resident young person in the room, I will never be buying a jersey that looks like that. Just Thank just you. putting
0: it out
1: there. Yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. Look, if you think I hate these jerseys now... Wait until the Dodger version shows up at some point. I'm going to lose my mind because that thing, the Dodgers uniform is perfect. And yeah, but, but, but with here's, the here's the thing. Here's a lot.
0: Here's a perfect example. You're already mad at the Dodger uniform. You haven't even seen it yet. Right, because if it's anything other than the Dodger uniform,
1: it's bad. The Dodger okay, uniform's do you, do you been are the same a cater- 100 years. Leave it, but it do alone. Do you,
0: you think they're catering to you?
1: No, I don't. I, I don't But that doesn't mean they I can't hate it.
0: I, look, this is America. <laughs> I don't. I can, <laughs> I get to hate what I want to hate, and you can't tell me otherwise. But the thing that's funny to me is you haven't seen it yet, okay? Right. You're already upset about it. Like, I could see you walking around after the show telling your wife that this is BS. I can't believe they did this. I can't believe they're doing this. And they're like, the jersey hasn't even come out yet. Yeah. Yeah, no. listen, I, I don't think it looks good, but I think that there will be a market. For these jerseys, even, even the Dodger jersey. jerseys.
1: Let's try quick focal here. Let's go to Whittier and Ted. Ted, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Ted?
3: Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, and you guys were talking about Bellinger earlier. And, you know, Trav, when it's blowing bad, the ball finds you, man. And it sure does. I, I, <laughs> and I feel bad for him. But, you know, I think he's batting like 225, 230 from last year till now. Um, you know, I, and it changes his swing at the end of his MVP or after his MVP season but you know it is what it is but I'm really calling because I got a bonus pick with you Travis okay last week I called in and you were gracious enough to take my call and I mentioned that what what's missing with this Dodger team is moving runners over and you kind of dismissed it as well that's how it is that's how baseball's done now Mm -hmm. but and then but does not make it right? I mean, it, listen. Why is it okay in the ninth inning of Game Seven World Series to start moving runners over and funny? Why not employ that a little bit more now? Every at some point in time, nobody did the the the, the metrics what the Dodgers and everyone's doing now. Everybody did the small ball with the majority of teams now. Giants why are not, playing small sorry, ball. What's that?
0: Giants are playing small ball, sort of. Oh, no,
3: exactly. That's what makes me. That's what makes me cringe in my in my chair at home because they're doing it, and that was a staple of Dodger baseball. It was. Um, and I don't know why we can't get back ahead of the curve since kind of the majority of the league okay. is doing what everyone's doing. Why don't we go back to that it's-
1: it's it's a good question, Ted, and 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 I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to answer the question. And here here's the answer to the first thing you asked me: Why is it okay to do it in the ninth inning of a World Series game, and you're not doing it in game number ninety-eight or whatever last I think last time was game one hundred and one or one hundred and two, whatever it is? And why didn't you do it there? Here here here's the answer to that question. And you've, it, it, Ted, you may or may not have heard me do all the Dodger World Series post game stuff last year, and I was just like you advocating strongly for hey let's you got to play differently here than you do during the regular season but the reason they do what they do it's very simple the Dodgers have a formula that they believe will lead to the most wins over a course of 162 games and that includes not moving guys over not bunting not doing the things that you're talking about and over 162 games and over the last eight seasons where they've won the division every single year they've been right it, over over a huge sample size, over 162 games, bunting doesn't work as well as let's let our guys swing the bat. The, the math has proven that out to be true. I agree with you that in a moment, in a game, that you have to have bunting a guy over may be the right decision. That's, what, that's the difference between those two things. As for the other thing, I, I, we can argue a million times about whether or not they should or shouldn't play more small ball. And, and I would tend to skew more in your direction, Ted, that moving guys over, hit and run, stealing more bases, putting pressure on the defense, all of those things are valuable things. I'm with you. It doesn't matter what we think. They're not going to do it. You know what I mean? They're not going to change the way that they approach it, Al, because the, the math is telling them this is the way we play, this is the way we win games, this is how we go
0: about it. Trav, what's, what's tonight's game for you? Here, here's, so you're three games back. You got two games left against the Giants. you won't face them again until I think it's September that they're gonna face them right um, and and Walker Bueller's on the mound is this what has this become tonight? It is
1: as close to a must win slash gotta have it, all uh-huh. pull out every stop as you are going to find in a regular season, a season game, game that isn't played in the last in July. week or two of the season. <laughs> right. 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 And there there's a lot of qualifiers there to be sure. <laughs> it's the most important game you could ever have in the history of baseball on July 28th. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> However, we want to say that. Um, they got to win. Look, Julio Rios gave them another good start last night, they didn't yep. win again. Mm-hmm. walker they they can't do it again. they can't have Walker Bueller go out there and pitch six, seven, eight innings and jam the bats down the the giants' throats and then walk out of there with a loss and and here's the part al doesn't it kind of feel? Have you entered that point yet? We are kind of waiting for something to happen to the Dodgers. We are kind of waiting for the the error, the strikeout, the the leaving the bases loaded, the bullpen spit in the bit. That it just feels like we've entered that part of the season where you're
0: waiting for something to go wrong. Even you know we, we talk about small ball and however you want to describe it, but even just driving, getting a run in at third with one out, you know, just little things like that are really kind of the difference of the game, or can sure. be when you're playing the Giants because. That's one. I, I mentioned this. I want to kind of go back to it. Listen, the Dodgers, under the circumstances, you got Mookie Betts that's out. You got mm-hmm. Corey Seeger that's out. Mm-hmm. You have Clayton Kershaw that's out. Under Gavin the Lux. circumstances, Gavin Lux that's out. Under the circumstances, and you're losing these games to the Giants, and they're not 9-2 games. They're not 10-3. They're not 6-1. These are all close games. Those games that they were playing at Dodger Stadium all pretty much came down to the end. And I know the highlight in the conversation was more about Kenley Jansen and Dave Roberts. But you're not losing these games by big. And you just imagine in your head that when these players come back, things will correct themselves. And, and I think that's the one thing that Dodger fans can be... Um, you know they can be uh, they could feel confident about they could feel good about if there's light at the end of the tunnel they could kind of think of it from that perspective. But I'm with you. Tonight does seem like one of those games. You fall four back, five games in the loss column. Um, you're going to have David Price. I think goes in the final. You don't want to mm-hmm. get swept by the Giants, right? You don't. It, it, in that predicament, that situation, you and I have talked about the danger of not winning the NL West. That just becomes every loss just becomes more of a reality that that can happen. And, and let me just say this, Trav, because you know, for for some who don't know, the Padres and the Giants still have ten games against each other in September. Yeah. So it, a lot can change between now and then. Padres and the Dodgers, I think, still have six against each other. So it, it's not like these teams aren't going to face each other. They can make up ground, all that stuff. But. It just seems like this is, like you said, it's as big of a game as you can have on July 28th in a regular 162 game.
1: Here, here's the rub, too. The Dodgers have that thing this year where one-run games, late-inning games, the ball's not bouncing their way. They find a way to lose. They, they find a way to lose. Ted said it a second ago, the ball will find the wrong guy. Right? It yep. found Cody Bellinger last yep. night. that's it, baseball. It's a weird base. You really can't mess around with the wild card. You really you really can't mess around with the wild card because what we're talking about is all that randomness that we just discussed, that all of the breaks are going against the Dodgers this year. A bad throw, a bad at bat, a runner cut down at the plate, one bad pitch from Kenley Jansen, whatever it might be, you're done. Season's over. You're on vacation. You're you're in cabo. It it's over at that point. Whereas in a seven game series, if you have that, okay, we can come back tomorrow and win eight to sure. three. Sure. We, you know, we 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 still have a chance to do it. They, that wild card is there as a escape hatch if you got to have it. But this isn't as long as we get in, we'll be fine. You you need to do everything you can to avoid that wild card.
0: I, I want to throw this. I know we got to go to uh, go to break here, and we could do this when we come back. Um, a lot of conversation, obviously, about Friday's deadline, mm-hmm. and I think this is a good conversation. I have Trav, and, and if listeners want to chime in on this, they can as well eight seven 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 ten ESPN as is. The Dodgers, as is, you just get healthy. You still feel good about winning a World Series. Or if you don't walk out by the end of Friday, and what's the deadline? Is it 1 Eastern or something like that? I think something it's 10 like a.m. Yeah. or something like that. If you don't walk out by Friday, having add added something to this team, whether it's a starting pitcher, whether it's somebody in the bullpen, whatever the case is, do you now feel like you're actually on par with everybody else or maybe even a little bit behind? So I, I think that's a good question to propose to, to Dodger fans.
1: Absolutely. Plus, here's your chance to win those tickets to see two-time Grammy-nominated blues rock titan Joe Bonamassa, hailed as one of the greatest guitar players of our time. He is performing live in concert this Sunday at the Greek Call right now, 877-710-ESPN. If you are the fifth caller, you're going to win a pair of tickets. If you'd still like to go see the show, tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Plus, we'll give away another pair a little bit later on in the show. How about this, Al? I'm going to give you one name that's going to tell you exactly all you need to know about the Dodger season in 2021. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple.
1: See, I'm not the only one, Al. <laughs> the, Chad Kramer is feeling my pain. Okay. Pumpkin King 22 writes, "Ooh, those jerseys were bad. The bridge made their hats look like some preschooler Spider-Man costume. Younger audience, I get, but all three of my kids hated it, and they range from 14 to two. Yeah, see, told you those giant uniforms were terrible. The I little kids
0: that. hated them too. I love how he's going up to his kid. It's two years old. What do you think? Market Where research. the jersey." <laughs> You want that? Hey, Junior, you want
1: that or not? Does that look like a bad Spider-Man costume or what? Here's one more. This is, this is from Big John. I think the Dodgers have too many problems that just trading for one starting pitcher will solve. They're lousy in extra innings. They've allowed the most unearned runs in baseball, and they can't keep the other team from running wild on the bases. Other than that, they're fine. John, you're not wrong. Their defense has been bad this season. They, their offense is real. They either score eight runs or two. There, there really doesn't seem to be any middle ground. And you're right; they do not defend the running game well. There, there, there is more than just one fix that needs to be addressed.
0: Let me read off this tweet because you know we we know, and this has been part of the conversation: where the Dodgers going to do by the death? The question actually hasn't. I haven't felt like the question is: are the Dodgers going to do anything? It's what are they going to do? That's yeah. that's kind of. I felt like that's been the conversation that we've had. So. John uh, Morosi, Morosi, or Morosi. So he he does some things with uh, MLB Network, and he put out a tweet I think is interesting. He says Max Scherzer Scherzer trade talks have continued to intensify, and those close to the conversation believe a deal could be reached by late tonight. The Giants, Dodgers, and Padres are among the top suitors, Mm -hmm. but other clubs are also involved. Okay, so uh, you know I, I, I mentioned this before we went to break. If the Dodgers don't do anything, Trav, yeah, let's say they don't do, they don't make any move. The moves they make is we just got to get healthy. Let let me put Mookie back in the lineup, put Seager back in the lineup, put Kershaw p- uh, part of the rotation, and those additions who have been out just by them coming back, we're still the team to beat. We're the team to uh, everybody's going to be chasing us in the National League. See what happens in the AL. Do you think that they have to make a move, or if they didn't make a move, that they're still okay? Because I, I think most Dodger fans are starting to lean more towards make a freaking move. You got I mean, you're here. The, the only You either win a World Series or you don't. Every year for the Dodgers seems similar to Lakers. You're all in, right? And, and you're in a position to go win it again. It's either World Series or bust. If they did not make any move, you still feel good? I want to answer that by bringing up something
1: else. The Lakers, you said it a minute ago. We kept saying, hey, look, once Anthony Davis is back, everything's going to be fine. Hey, once LeBron comes back and gets his legs under him, everything's going to be fine. Hey, don't worry. Don't worry. It doesn't matter if they're the seventh seed or the two seed. It doesn't matter. They're, they'll be fine. Well, they never were. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's the same thing with the Dodgers. I don't – to answer – you. look, if you're telling me Mookie Betts comes back and looks like MVP Mookie Betts and Corey Seager comes back and looks like MVP Corey Seager and Clayton Kershaw looks like Cy Young Clayton Kershaw, then, yeah, they're they're fine. But there are no guarantees in any of those. Let me, let me put it to you this way, and this is what I mentioned going out. Who's the best player on the Dodgers right now? Right now. Who's their best player? Who's playing the best right now, Chris yes. Taylor? Chris Taylor, exactly right. Chris Taylor, just named National League Player of the Week. He's hitting a home run seemingly every night. He had a big double off the center field wall last night that uh, felt like was going to put the Dodgers in a position to get at least one, if not a couple of runs. They didn't do it. They didn't execute. Um, Chris Taylor is supposed to be, and this is not disrespectful to Chris Taylor, I don't think, because Chris Taylor is an all-star, deserved to be, deserved to be the National League Player of the Week, and is having a phenomenal season. He's incredibly valuable. Play him in center. Play him in short. play Play him wherever you want. He's awesome. Chris Taylor is not the best player on this team. That When you go into a postseason series, let's use the Padres and the Dodgers as an example. If Manny Machado is Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis is Fernando Tatis and Mookie is Mookie and Seeger is Seeger, okay, we got to push, right? Now we're going into those next group of guys. That's where Max Muncy and Chris Taylor become huge difference sure, makers sure. because our fourth and fifth and sixth best guys are light years better than their fourth and fifth and sixth. Right now, our sixth best guy is our best guy. That's where the Dodgers are, and it depends on how you want to look at it. You can look at that as an "uh-oh," or you can look at it as you know what—they're actually in a pretty good spot. That they're only three games back with the with the personnel that they've been had available to them. That's a pretty good spot. I tend to lean more towards the "uh-oh" portion of this because there's no guarantee that these guys come back and are the best versions of themselves. No
0: one knows. So let let me let me tell you why I think it's imperative they make a move by Friday. Okay, I think I think Trav. I'm going to use this as an example. If the Dodgers just come back healthy mm-hmm. and the Padres don't make any more moves. I know they already made a move, but they went and got a bat. They didn't go get a pitcher. They don't make, a, they don't make another move. I think the Dodgers still have the advantage. I think if you're in a wild card game and it's Walker Buehler who's pitching, and I'm not—I I understand there's circumstances that there's no guarantee that Walker Buehler would be that 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 pitcher pitching based upon how close are you to winning the division? Did Buehler pitch two games before the season ended because you're trying to you're only a game out from San Francisco? I mean, I know a lot of circumstances can play out. Sure. But I think for the Dodgers, if Walker Buehler is on the mound in this one wild card game, and you got the rest of your bats that are all there, and you go up against the San Diego Padres with a Hugh Darvish or a Blake Snell, who, by the way, let me say, you know, for both of those, there hasn't been all that much consistency from the Padres, uh, from some of their starting pitchers or whatever the case is. If you're going to a, in, into a one-game battle, I still give the edge to the Dodgers. The reason why I say I, I... If they don't make a move, if Max Scherzer ended up with the San Diego Padres, and oh. now you're in that same exact position that we're talking about, the Dodgers have all the guys that you know that we just referenced to, but the Padres can throw out Max Scherzer in this one-game wild card. Padres are right there, and, and you know what I mean. Like that—that's why I, I say that it's not just about the Dodgers going and getting somebody. It's you went and got somebody and stopped somebody else yep. from the NOS, specifically the Giants or the Padres, from getting that guy.
1: It, let's. I'm going to go a step further. Let's say Scherzer is in San Diego, okay? Do the Dodgers have a chance in a wild card? And I, I'll answer with another question. Are we talking about the Betts, Seeger Bellinger Dodgers? Or are we talking about the McKinstry, McKinney, Rayleigh Dodgers that we no, saw last we're night? We're saying Dodgers are 100% healthy. Yeah, then sure. But there's no – look. Corey Seager has been hurt before, and it takes him a moment to kind of get back up to speed. That's that's pretty normal, right? Mookie Betts. What makes Mookie Mookie is not only does he have pop, not only does he does he do all the things he does, but he's an incredible athlete. He's fast. He's dynamic on the bases. He covers a ton of ground in the outfield. He puts an incredible amount of pressure on the defense with his legs. He's dealing with a hip injury. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if that thing is 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 lingering, if it's a nagging injury that he's not able to put completely behind him. Is 80% of Mookie good enough? Is 85%? Is 85% of Corey Seeger enough? We're getting about 20% of Cody Bellinger right now. So even if the names are there, again, I come back to the Lakers, Al. We kept saying, when does it get back? When it get-? They no, never the, got back.
0: The Lakers example is eerie. It, it's I'm telling you, because I would say when we were in March, hey, the good thing for the Lakers. You don't start the playoffs for 60 days. Playoffs not starting for two months. And then we'd get into April, and it's, hey, we're 30 days away, so the Lakers still got some time. We did that all the way up until, well, there's the this is got the a week. final weekend. <laughs> yeah. Final weekend to get healthy. Hey, and, look, and, if LeBron uh, gets a good night's
1: sleep, I think everything's going to be fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> If ad gets a good breakfast in him and comes out and has a nice big cup of Starbucks, I think everything's gonna be great
0: <laughs> but but that that's Trav that's why I make the case I, I think it's more important for the Padres and the Giants to go make a move because even if the Dodgers don't, you're still relying on these guys potentially coming back and being healthy, and I know they have to be healthy. But if they went out and made a move on top of that, Double dip. that, that's when you put yourself in a position where, okay, everything is again running through the Dodgers rather than Padres and the Dodgers could potentially be at the same level for one game, NL West, Wild Card, Scherzer, and Bueller.
1: I think they're going to double dip because they always have. They went When Seager went down, get Machado. When you need a pitcher, get Darvish. You need a pitcher, get Rich Hill. Rich I Hill, think, right. I, I think they're going to do it again because that's what Friedman does. A double dip would make me feel – look, let me, let me just bottom line this. I still feel really good about where they are because a million things have gone wrong – and they're still very much in it. I would just like to see them start to
0: crawl their way out of it as opposed to be still in How about winning some of these close games, winning a couple of these extra inning games? I think that would also make you feel a little bit better rather than always being on the other side of a 2-1 or a 3-2 or losing in the 10th, that you're winning some of those games. And not messing with the uniforms. Travis
1: and Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. little palate cleanser, Slee. In my favorite segment of the week, it's Ask Slee. Send them right now, at Travis Rogers, at Alan Sleewa hashtag them at Slee that's coming up next it's Travis and Slee
2: 710 ESPN 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on Shopify (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow
1: Still working on y'all. I want this to be five days a week. I know I don't want to put bunch of funch away, but I'm just saying we need to add two more days of Ask Lee. What, what do you, do you think? think about
0: that, funch? You see what he's trying to do there? <laughs> add an extra
1: hour to show. How about that? Perfect. I'm fine. Good. The the last hour can just be one hour long. Ask Lee. All right, let's get right to it. This is from G Fish Twenty One. <laughs> it says, "If Jeff Bezos was on board Bellinger's ball, would you have
0: been impressed?" hashtag Ask <laughs> More impressed than him doing fake space.
1: <laughs> it did. Bellinger's throw was pretty high.
0: I don't know if it reached space, but it was pretty high. It, you know, it is kind of funny when you look back at the play. There's a few. There's a few moments where you 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 just remember. There's specific Bellinger moments where it's just his face, and that's going to go down as one of them as well. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Bellinger's. I don't know how Bellinger's found his way to be on all these different. Gifts or whatever the case is, and he, and he ends up on all this because of certain facial expressions that he had. The first thing when he when I saw that yesterday, I'm like, Bellinger, stop! Don't do that. That's <laughs> going to make, make that everyone's going to just hold that clip and they're going to play it a hundred different times. Do not have that face. Yeah, he looked a little uh, befuddled, <laughs> to
1: say the least. It was it was interesting. All right, no next more, one here. By the way, no more yeah.
0: Bezos talk. I'm
1: not going <laughs> to give that guy any credit. Not a chance, John.
2: Only Bezos talk from now
1: on. <laughs> now I'm with you, Emily. All right, uh, John writes. Who is your favorite and least favorite Wu-Tang Clan member? There are right answers to this. Hashtag Ask Slee. So favorite and least favorite, Slee. All
0: right, Funches, jump in with me here because I know Funches is a big uh, Wu-Tang Clan. I mean, Method Man, fantastic. RZA, fantastic. RZA,
1: yes. Oh, uh, I forget about RZA. Uh, me too. Uh, D-Giz- D-Gizza.
0: D-Gizza, yeah. yeah. Um, also, also Raekwon. Ray- actually, actually, Raekwon, yeah. Raekwon. Ghostface Killer, sure. Raekwon had a had a solo album that was fantastic. Incarcerated mm-hmm. Scarfaces, yeah. Okay, uh, who's your favorite? Uh, my I, listen favorite? To, I listen to Method Man Method most man, out of course. any of, out of any of them. Yeah. Uh, it's like asking but I, me. I don't know m- who my children are. You know, but ask what your favorite child is. I I have to go <laughs> Method Man, RZA, and uh, Ghostface Killer. That's and weird I, because those are the
1: exact same three that I would have picked. I I would have had you for a Capadonna man. Yeah, well, him too.
0: I mean I, I think that it goes without saying that he's in there as Trav, well. Trav if we played a song from Wu, uh, Wu-Tang Clan would you know who the, would you know would you be like oh okay I'm, I I know I know that song I, I, I know that sir, artist
1: So I may know the song but I yeah. couldn't tell you the artist. See yeah. that that's the, like I know a lot of the songs I know a lot of the music I just can't put the artist with the music. Um, that that's I'm where what that. I I about know, old dirty I bastard you a, a fan of this ODB? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Him too. I like them all. You know, it's impossible. It's it's impossible, it's to, impossible to pick. Yeah, it's Method Man was cheese in the wire. I know that. That's uh that's something. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he was, I I do know that part. All right. Ooh, this is a good one. Max Power sleeve. I do like that's how you remember Method Man in the wire. <laughs> He was good in that until Prop Joe had to take him out. But that's a whole other story. Uh, Would Slee rather get a non-removable clipper neck tattoo (laughs) (laughs) or have to wear a tank top every day for the rest of your life? That's a tough call. Neck tat of the clippers or tank tops
0: in perpetuity. That's easy. Tank top, no question about it.
2: You can wear turtlenecks for the rest head. of your life.
1: No, no, it's no. He can't wear a turtleneck. Yeah, you're
0: right. Actually, you're if right. The que- yes. If the question was, would you rather wear a turtleneck the rest of your life or a tank top? I'd still go tank top. Turtlenecks are the worst invention ever. <laughs> They're you terrible. Can't breathe. You can't I, breathe. I completely agree. I'm Someone tell Sedano that. They're not. I'm not a turtleneck guy. Part Listen, of it is look. If, if some people can, can go pull off, if some people can pull them off, God bless them. I don't like the way they
1: feel. I don't you like. I can't. Be- a slight person to do a turtleneck. If you are a man of a certain carriage, as I am, a turtleneck feels <laughs> like you're getting choked to death by an anaconda. Yeah, you got to be skinny it, like Steve Jobs. Yeah, it's, like that. Yeah, yeah, you got. That's a. Uh, there's gotta, a certain get look to that. Choked I,
0: by an anaconda. That's that
1: <laughs> is. just I don't know. But here, here's the thing, Saliyah. Just before you say no to the clipper neck tat. Yeah. Your sisters' weddings, your their big big events, your nieces' parties. I'll, tell, I'll
0: explain <laughs> everything to them. I'll let them know this is what happened.
1: Hey, um, Alan, this is a formal event. You know, we're having a nice
0: party. It's black tie. Um, can you please not wear your tank I top? I can't because we do this thing called Ask Lee <laughs> at nine forty five Mondays, Wednesdays, <laughs> Fridays. Question was about a Clippers neck tattoo, or it was uh, it was the tank top, and they would all be like, "Oh, we completely understand."
1: Hopefully okay. Again. Here's another one. Uh, which are you most likely to do when you attend a baseball game? Bring a glove, do the wave, wear wear slacks and a collared shirt, or do your own scorekeeping?
0: <laughs> I think out of all those, I would do the wave. Out of all of them, that's. I've, the, I've, I've never. I've never brought a scorecard to a game. Okay. Um, I, I have. Uh, <laughs> wear slacks What do you say Like dress Slacks and
1: a collared shirt Okay So but I've, I've to done do that, that too I've, Yeah I've, well I've you've done come that. straight from work Right you come straight from work Come and straight you... from work Or you're,
0: yeah. uh, you're hosting a client Or something along those lines So I've definitely done that <laughs> I've never Brought a glove Maybe when I was a kid I brought yeah. a glove Brought a glove as a kid
1: you're not. You're not a keep score. You're like, hey, um, who's batting in the eight hole right now? Did they double switch that? They, can they can they put that up on the scoreboard? Do I have that double switch right? Is Rayleigh in the seven spot? And did we put Jansen back in the by three? By the way,
0: by the way, those who do that respect. I mean, they're watching every pitch. They think they think they're a scout. They're a scout for the <laughs> for the Pirates.
1: Yeah, it's a bit at, at a major league game. It's a bit much. Can I can I tell you something a little bit embarrassing about me? But it's God's honest truth.
0: I I could. Trav, I could see you not today, but in 15 years, you're taking a scorecard to the game. I love to keep score. And not only do I love to
1: do it, I will judge you harshly if you don't do it well. Like, it's, it's one of those things, like, I don't care how you treat your family. I don't care if you're nice to uh, the, the those the less fortunate. But if you, I if take you keep back a I sloppy said. scorebook,
0: I'm yeah. going to judge you aggressively. I 100% take back what I said. <laughs> You're not doing it in 15 years. In three years, you'll be at Dodger Stadium. You have a specific seat. You're asking me, hey, come on, sit down. Sit down. (laughs) You're not not getting up for a beer, nachos, nothing. You're just into the game. I could see that happening very soon.
1: You knew one of these was coming in. This is from TFP, and it says – does Bucks coach Mike Budenholzer, you know what's coming next Lee? Does Bucks coach Mike Budenholzer look like he just lost his week's paycheck playing three-card money and he's dreading going home to tell his wife?
0: Yes. <laughs> to every single one of those that come in. Um, yes, that would be my answer to every single one of them. There is something
1: oddly befuddled about the look. Even when they won, even when he was like euphoric in winning an NBA championship, he did look a little confused as to what was happening. It's just kind of the look on his face, I think.
0: Somebody, by the way, just sent me the screenshot of Bellinger's face. Uh, I think that was Francis, <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. Like it, right Immediately when I saw his face, I'm like, no, Bellinger, get off of that. And he gave it like a solid – how long did he have that face for? Uh, five seconds you can't do that
2: <laughs> it, it looks funny. like record scratch i guess you're wondering how i got here you know it's like it's that
1: meme <laughs> it's it's look it's well here, here okay can i defend cody bellinger for a second here on this on, on the face you did it after to start he, the show keep it going air mailed the the ball into the third base dugout or wherever yeah. that thing finally ended up doesn't he always kind of look like that <laughs> doesn't he always kind of look like he's not quite sure what's going on? And, and I, I, Look, I'm trying to help him here. I tried to make the case that I like the play. Poor execution, really good idea. But Cody Bellinger never looks like he's trying to, you know, figure out cold fusion. He just the looks like is, he's out
0: there playing baseball. The guy's the man. He just looks like a, just a natural baseball player. But he, he has that dumbfounded does. look on his face sometimes. <laughs> it's like, what? what is huh? not helping him. Who's it's pitching not today? Him. Lefty?
1: Oh, uh-huh, cool. All right. You want Bring me it at on. first, bro? You want me
0: at first? First,
1: whoa! I need to go get that other glove. I need to get that glove with the flat side. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down to play first. 100%. There you go. Another very successful version of Ask Slee along the tank tops for the rest of your life. I can't wait. Hey, um, I'm we're gonna go meet uh, a very important client today. Yeah, I'm I'm tank topping it up. Why? Well, because of Ask Slee. That's why.
0: Where'd that throw go? <laughs>
1: Ask Slee is brought to you by Kia of Carson this summer. Find your next car SUV at Kia of Carson. Hurry into Kia of Carson for the best selection off the 405 and the Carson exit. Go to Kiaofcarson.com. All right, the championship window for the Lakers is open, but is it a lot smaller than maybe not only us, but the Lakers thought as well? It's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.